black. I mean, we're back. It's your good friend, Aaron. We're now in Philippians chapter 1. Reading out of the Amplified Version. Thanksgiving. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Christ Jesus the Messiah, the anointed to all the saints, God's people, in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, including the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace, inner calm, and spiritual well-being from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in every remembrance of you, always offering every prayer of mine with joy and with specific requests for all of you, thanking God for your participation and partnership, both your comforting fellowship and gracious contributions in advancing the good news regarding salvation from the first day you heard it until now. I am convinced and confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. Let's again, God is the author and the finish of our faith. It's funny, my son, he was getting ready to do this bird. My dad bought this bird puzzle a while ago. It was like a big old toucan bird and some other birds. And uh, my dad never actually did the puzzle, though. And uh, my oldest son, Aiden, was, he pulled it out. And he was getting ready to do the puzzle. And just as he was getting ready to start the puzzle, he realized, he's like, what's wrong with this puzzle? This is stupid. I'm not doing this. So this is too hard. I was like, why, son? He's like, there's no square edges. He said it's like rounded because the bird, the, the puzzle is kind of like a non-traditional puzzle. It's not like it. It's not a perfect square, a rectangle. I was like, oh, son. I was like, well, that's how life is. Life is kind of like that. It's not always a perfect square. It's There's some complication to it. He's like, well, I don't want to do this. And he gave up. He just put it away. And so one of my things I'm going to do soon is do this burger puzzle. And um, I actually like birds. Very fascinated by birds. It'd be cool to go down to Brazil and see all the different birds. I recently watched Rio. The kids wanted to watch Rio. And uh, yes, puzzles. We're all like these puzzles. God doesn't just look at the puzzle of our lives and be like, man, this is this is complicated. He's the one who made the puzzle, and all of our stories, our lives. The work he began in us is unique. And he's the one that's going to finish it. It is right for me to feel this way about you because you have me in your heart as I have you in my heart. Since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the good news regarding salvation, all of you share in his matchless grace with me. For God is my witness, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus, whose great love fills me. 
In this, I pray that your love may abound more and more, displaying itself in greater depth in real knowledge and in practical insight. So that you may learn to recognize and treasure what is excellent, identifying the best and distinguishing moral differences, and that you may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, actually living lives that lead others away from sin. Filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God, so that his glory may be both revealed and recognized. The gospel was preached. Now I want you to know, believers, that what has happened to me, this imprisonment that was meant to stop me, has actually served to advance the spread of the good news regarding salvation. My imprisonment in the, in the cause of Christ has become common knowledge throughout the whole Praetorian Imperial Guard and to everyone else. Because of my chains, see that I am doing well. And that God is accomplishing great things. Most of the brothers have renewed confidence in the Lord and have far more courage to speak the word of God concerning salvation without fear of the consequences, seeing that God can work his good in all circumstances. Some, it is it is true, are actually preaching Christ out of envy and rivalry toward me for no better reason than a competitive spirit or misguided ambition, but others out of goodwill and a loyal spirit toward me. The latter preach Christ out of love because they know that I have been put here by God on purpose for the defense of the gospel. But the former preach Christ insincerely out of selfish ambition, just self-promotion, thinking that they are causing me distress in my imprisonment. What then does it matter? So long as in every way, whether in pretense for self-promotion or in all honesty to spread the truth, Christ is bringing preached and in this I rejoice. It's something that gets forgotten. There's a lot of this kind of stuff that goes on on YouTube channels or just in general out there. <laughs> and there's a lot of beef between pastors. And it's like, at the end of the day, as long as the message of salvation in Jesus Christ is being preached and lives are being changed, that's all that matters. All right. Yes. And I will, I just hate when pastors try to go out to other pastors and call each other out and just like he, yeah, just like dude, come on, y'all, unity. This, this is how we operate in the fruit of the spirit. Anyway, the drama, the drama. Yes, and I will rejoice later as well, for I know with confidence that this will turn out for my deliverance and spiritual well-being through your prayers and the super abundant supply of the spirit of jesus christ which upholds me it is my own eager expectation and hope that looking forward looking toward the future i will not disgrace myself nor be ashamed in amazed in ashamed in anything but that with courage and utmost freedom of speech even now as always christ will be magnified and exalted in my body whether by life or by death to christ to live is christ for me to live for to me, to live is Christ. He is my source of joy, my reason to live and to die is gain, for I will be with him in eternity. If, however, it is to be life here and I am going on living, this will mean useful and productive service for me, so I do not, I do not know which to choose if I am given that choice. 
But I am hard pressed between the two. I have the desire to leave this world and be with Christ for that is far, far better. Yet to remain in my body is more necessary and essential for your sake. This is a very unselfish individual. Since I am convinced of this, not a lot of people would say that. Since I am convinced of this, I know that I will remain. And if they did say it, a lot of them probably in their heart of hearts are lying. They're like, yeah, ready to check up out of here. Because this earth is a hot mess and people are a hot mess. I'm tired of people. <laughs> yeah, since I'm convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that your rejoicing for me may overflow in Christ Jesus through my coming to you again. Only be sure to lead your lives in a manner that will be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I do come and see you or remain absent, I will hear about you, that you are standing firm in one spirit and one purpose with one mind, striving side by side as if in combat for the faith of the gospel. And in no way be alarmed or intimidated. In anything by your opponents for such constancy and fearlessness on the, your part is a clear sign, a proof, and a seal for them of their impending destruction, but a clear sign for you of deliverance and salvation, that too, from God. It's weird. Sometimes when I read this stuff, it's like, oh, we're preaching this gospel message, and we want to see everybody saved share the love of christ and it's like well if you reject our message you're going to be destroyed impending doom and like no flinching like no <laughs> i don't know man sometimes it's a hard message to hear certain things as i read through i'm like this I feel like my kids sometimes like that's not fair and it's like well they had a choice it's like but do people really have a choice like I don't know what would cause somebody like if I didn't grow up in a Christian home and wasn't exposed to the love of God and the power of God like at an early age where would I be and there's a lot of people I hear who didn't grow up in Christian homes that experience all kind of craziness growing up. So, all right, anyway, verse 29, for you have been granted the privilege for Christ's sake, not only to believe and confidently trust in him, but also to suffer for his sake. That's another thing too. In the world, if I'm living for the world, not saying I desire to live for the world, but to say I'm just living out here in the world, don't have anything to do with God, or follow Jesus. There's suffering out there too, right? And then you're telling me I sign up to be a Christian. I'm just kind of just wrestling with these thoughts and just kind of just processing all that, right? So you're telling me signing up to follow Jesus Christ, I'm going to suffer as well, if not more, following him. There's this, yeah. These are all things I wrestle with in my mind sometimes, whether I say them out loud or not it's just like lord but i am not trying to be like uh have a moment like job 
where guy yeah the thunder was flickering and he's like hey did you make the sea did you make all these animals like who are you you're just a little human i'm god he had to remind job Verse 29, for you have been granted the privilege for Christ's sake, not only to believe and confidently trust in him, but also to suffer for his sake. And so you are experiencing the same kind of conflict which you saw me endure and which you hear to be mine now. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths, we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, give me water.